Gia Dig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, let me enjoy my honey pantless and call me Pooh Hannah Hampton. How the hell are you? <laughs> I'm great. That, oh, man, that was a good one. <laughs> All right. How are you? I, I'm good. Did you uh, watch the Super Bowl over the weekend? I did. I, I, you know, I'm more into it for the commercials and for the halftime show. So I can't tell you I like paid attention to the game, but I watched it. What about you? Uh, I did. I was actually in an office pool. Mm-hmm. And so we, I had to pick the winner and then it was the closest points and I won. Nice. So I, I have four tickets to any regular NFL season game of my choosing. All right, uh, man. So yeah. Did you have the Super Bowl flu on Monday? <laughs> no, no, I did not. I did not. And I know you did not because you would never call in sick. Like I that. didn't. No, I, I thought I think that's funny. It's uh, we can talk about a, a attendance in another podcast. But I, I was reading somewhere they where they predicted over 17 million people to miss work. Due to the Super Bowl fever <laughs> or Super Bowl flu, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Absolutely. As a matter of fact, our uh, social media department put up a nice little post. And I think it said something to the extent of better call off Tuesday so they don't think it was the Super Bowl flu on Monday. Yep. <laughs> uh, outstanding. Well, what's going on? Uh, what do we need to know about? What's the new news well, there, Hannah Hampton? The new news. Well, everyone should be aware that finally... The uh, U.S. government came out with the latest and greatest I-9. So make sure that you are updating, making the necessary updates to your process to make sure that you're using the new version. Now, little caveat on that, you can continue using your current or the prior version up until April 30th. And then after April 30th, you you have to use the new one, the new form, where the version date is October 21st, 2019. So check that out. There's just some minor changes, nothing I don't think uh, worth noting in the podcast. But certainly if you go to the U.S. um, Citizenship and Immigration Services webpage, you can just Google I-9 form. They'll be able to tell you all about what's changed. You can download a new form, but I think it's important that everyone be aware that the new form is out. I can now rest easy. The new form is out. I'm so excited. Um, but no, that's good stuff. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people uh, miss those type of things yeah. if they don't have someone looking out for them. And if, We're looking uh, out for you. We're looking out for you. We are looking <laughs> out for you. You may be an HR department of one or one mm-hmm. and a half. And you know, thanks to Hannah, you now know to make sure you have the right form. Yes, I'll try to I'll try to keep everyone updated on all these important things. It's may not feel important, but you know they are important. So again, get your new I9 form, make sure that you're always compliant. Compliance is key. That's right. It's all about the details. That's what separates mm-hmm. the mediocre HR managers from the good ones. So I have something I want to share because this Ooh. is something that uh, I'm going to go off half-cocked here a little bit. Mm. And you know how I am. I like to stir the pot. But you and I have had very brief conversations about, you know, some believe that you are either in HR to develop and look out for the people or you're yeah. 
HR to support your business and help it grow. I don't understand that division. I never Mm. have. Mm -mm. I think that what makes a good HR professional or department is one that finds a way to perfectly partner with the business or H or operations, however you want to call it, depending on the industry. But this is an interesting article. We love HR dive. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is an HR dive article. And it's based on a survey or a report in the, it's a brief and it's called HR, quote unquote, is a function at odds with itself, report Hmm. concludes. So this is them just citing a report. This isn't their, uh, this isn't what they're saying. It's not uh, their opinion. But I want to go into a couple bullet points and then um, I want us to have a little fun with this. This is kind of silly, but the first bullet point reads, HR leaders are sleep deprived, yet relatively unstressed. According Hmm. to highlights from the talent strategy groups, 2019 Global Human Resources Census, which was just released January 24th, more respondents are concerned primarily about their people than their business. So Mm. first off, sleep deprived, yet relatively unstressed. I I think I don't think they're doing their job right. Uh, If you're yeah, that's not there's I don't know. What do you think? What do you how's your stress level, Hannah Hampton? You know, I, I, in the grand scheme of things, I don't feel overly stressed in my current role. Um, I have in previous HR roles where I felt overworked and overstressed, but I certainly feel that I've got uh, the good balance right now. I do. I mean, obviously I deal with stressful situations, but at the end of the day, I don't feel overly stressed. And when it comes to sleep, I'm one of those people who prioritizes getting to bed at a decent hour. I do get up rather early. So, I mean, I don't think I'm sleep deprived and I don't think that I'm super, you know, I I think I'm not super stressed. So I I agree with part of it. (laughs) See, I, I, yeah, I guess I get your point. You know me, I'm ready just to go a gun in for this report. Mm-hmm. I think I just don't like so many of the the selections that they've picked here. Like yeah, sleep weird. deprived yet relatively unstressed. To me, I'm thinking, eh, for us, I think there's like a, what we would call a baseline of stress is probably mm-hmm. stressed to the average person. Maybe I'm wrong. Somewhat stressed, but using the word unstressed with human resources just kind of grinds my gears a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, I think, you know, this is a whole other topic, but I feel like people who are, nothing bugs me more than people who are sleep deprived and brag about it. Cause I, one of those people who I will discuss that I am a regimented individual as I think a lot of people are. And there's people who I feel like will give other people a hard time for the amount of sleep they get. And I feel like it's the stupidest thing to give someone a hard time about because sleep is important to your brain. Sleep is important to your body. Sleep is important to your stress. So I feel like it's important that you should get sleep. And uh, that's, I guess, that's the end of that topic for me. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Two of the things that people, I, I'm going to avoid the word lie. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say mm. exaggerate about mm-hmm. When they say they don't get enough sleep or they haven't been sleeping, they always tend to shave an hour or more off of what they're really getting. Sure. Just like when someone says they're working too much and, oh, I'm working 80, 90 hours a week. Uh, No, you're not. You're a liar. Uh, (laughs) uh, Anyway, so let's move on. So the next bullet point. 
So the census surveyed over 1,200 HR practitioners, roughly half from the U.S. and half from elsewhere in the world. 70% of respondents said they were in HR to help people grow and develop, Mm -hmm. and nearly as many, 67%, said they wanted to balance the needs of the organization and its employees. Only half said they were in HR to help their company maximize profitability. Once again, those numbers seem silly to me. Every, only 70% are there to help their people grow and develop, really? But then you only 67% want to balance the needs of the organization and its employees. That should be like the highest number of anything you ask an HR professional. Right. Do you want to balance, find balance? Anytime the word balance is available, mm-hmm. Here's a little clue. It's usually the right fucking answer if it's in the mm-hmm. question. Balance. No, so, I agree with you. It doesn't make sense to me that people would only pick one or the other. Ha- like, if you don't have the business, then there's no place for the people. But if you don't have the people, you don't have the business. And I know that's totally simplifying it, but I feel like it's a little bit ridiculous. And you, I feel like in order for to be successful in HR, you have to have knowledge of the business and and a foundation of knowledge of how the business is run and what makes the business successful. So I think stop stop you're getting hmm. ahead of yourself. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. You're being too smart and using common sense. I'm sorry. The next bullet point, Mm. this is where we're going to get to you are jumping ahead. And the funny thing is, you haven't even read this article. So you're just using your common HR sense and going to where they should be going. But this book, let me continue. It gets better. So the research concluded. So anytime you're using the word conclusion, you're saying, you know, so we've done this huge poll. We've talked to 1,200 people. Thus, let us conclude. Mm. Oh, and listen to this shenanigans. HR is a function at odds with itself. Hmm. And they said HR must decide whether it exists to serve people or the business. Either viewpoint is valid, but only one can exist in a company at any point in time. What? Yeah, I know. This is, I'm having a... What? For those that didn't hear, my head just exploded. Um, Additionally, HR leaders rated themselves low in important skill sets, including knowing our business deeply and thoroughly and influencing others. What? So I'm going to sit on my vocal cords here for a minute and just turn beet red. What is your reaction to what I just read, Hannah Hampton? I, what? Who, who, what? Okay, let me use my words. <laughs> who are they talking to? Because I don't understand how it can, only one can exist in a company at any point in time. And that's, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I want to understand a little bit more around what they mean by that. Because I feel like you don't have to pick one or the other. You can balance, that word again, you can balance both. And I feel, I I look back to uh, an HR role I had where I had to do both. And I remember getting accolades for my operational knowledge a lot and and then being able to utilize that with the people side and help, you know, help an area be very successful. So I don't, to me, that doesn't make sense. So I'm wondering 
I don't know if the study's flawed. I don't know enough about it. So I'm just asking questions. I want to know who, who they spoke to. Are these individuals who are at the right level within the companies to be able to say that two, the two can work together? I, I have a lot of questions. So, so wait, I got to say this. Mm. You know who I think from mm. reading this report, and okay. I do want to defend HR Dive because they have some insight afterwards. I love they, HR Dive. They, totally. they smooth it out. So this is about our gripe is with the report, not yeah, with course. HR Dive at all, because they I, and I will read just one paragraph of their insight and it kind of it kind of calms it all down. But the whole thing is, I believe the people they uh, heard back from. Mm-hmm. were the no-talent-ass clowns that had time at 2.30 to take an online survey <laughs> instead of being in the business meetings they should have been, uh, finding out more about their business, asking for a seat at the table and the mm-hmm. opportunity to influence some decision-making and people that are actually successful in human resources by being a part of the business and, wait for it, have mastered or at least made a great effort to find the balance Mm -hmm. between supporting the business and growing the people. Um, Mm. So that's who I think they got a hold of on this one. Or, (laughs) you know, you had uh, some of the interns saying, hey, let's mess with this report for a while. We've almost graduated. We don't have to give them our real names. I I don't know. Just share with what we think, like what we think it's about. I, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I love HR Dive, and I, I certainly, and I, this is not on them or their reporting, but I'm just, I'd like to learn more about the study and who they surveyed because I don't know, I, I, I just that doesn't align with my experience. However, I guess I'm just one person, so maybe my experiences has haven't matched what others. Um, have experience. So uh, I'm just now I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and say that it could just be other people's experiences. I don't know. But I'm I'm certainly grateful that my experiences in HR have not been like that. And I do feel like I've been able to balance. I do feel like I've had a seat at the table. I've felt important in my that I felt important in my role and that HR was seen as an important part of the business. So I'm very happy and grateful that that is my experience. Agreed, agreed. And and maybe some of this would be partially more accurate if recruiting wasn't an HR function. Mm. Because what I can't figure out, you utilize HR for your labor planning, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to have HR's input as far as projected turnover, productivity, you know, HR should have a seat at the table if they're going to, if there's some realignment going on and maybe the change of job functions might be Mm. occurring, or let's look at who we have on the team currently, understanding that operations is going to have the final decision, but you, you should be involved in some of these key pieces. Maybe you're not the decision maker. You could, you should at least be the one providing the information required for some of these decisions, if they're impacting someone's career path, their job responsibilities, or if it's just specific people that you've been communicating with, maybe someone is possible turnover, but some of this new information you could use to save them. Sure. Uh, I mean, you you discussed before how your job 
was changed without you you being consulted. Mm-hmm. So you left that company because yep. basically the job functions were be- below your skill set, right? But we got to look at Hannah and decide, do we need to give her extra responsibilities, a larger territory? You know, what are we going to do so she stays? But obviously they didn't do that and you left. Or and, and don't get me wrong, there are times where we can plead a case till we're blue in the face and they look at us and go, oh, I understand what you're saying. We're not going to do that, but I understand <laughs> what you're saying. And I mean, honestly, if you're in a position where you're not really doing anything that impacts the business. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? And if so, not, if maybe you do have time to take a poll at two in the afternoon or survey. But or I, maybe you're early in your career. Because I think about, you know, the important coordinator roles and HR assistants and those who are doing extremely tactical work that isn't at all strategic. And that's kind of how you earn your wings, so to, so to say. Uh, but you know, maybe they're talking to people who have been 100% on the tactical side and have not had the experiences of strategy and working on the business side of things. So that's, you know, that's another way to look at it. Because certainly, I've worked with some awesome HR assistants and coordinators who are worth their weight in gold, but they probably would say, hey, I'm not aligned with with the business and I don't know about our business because they're still learning. Absolutely. And sometimes people in that role don't even know what they don't know yet. Right. And that's okay. But whoever, you know, hopefully whoever did this survey and this, this census. And we're just speculating. We're speculating on a lot of this and that's okay. And that's what we like to do. But yeah, I, I just, who knows? I'm just very curious though as to what, you know, who, who they surveyed and who took part of this, um, the census. Yeah. And I want to go back to the meat of it where we almost really lost it earlier in that whole piece about only half are there to help. And and I think, once again, I think the words are that they chose in this Mm -hmm. sense is almost we're seeking out a certain response because they're saying only half said they were in HR to help their company maximize profitability. Mm -hmm. Well, well, yeah, because it, you know a company can maximize its profitability by completely disregarding people and doing shoddy labor practices mm-hmm. and cutting safety corners and all those things. I mean, but that so I think that maximize profitability is a very deceptive choice. Um, it should be. Are they were they able to help their company? move the business forward mm-hmm. yeah um and not yeah. you know maximize profitability basically says hey are, are you going to help us cut every corner we can and get away with it i mean that's where it was kind of a skewed question but just the fact that this overall thought that you have to be on the side of the associates or the business that's what really just rubs me the wrong way yeah like you're said, right it's about balance and i will tell you mm-hmm. you do have to pick and choose your battles of right because if you go in and you want to fight for for the people every time and you always want to get them that raise and you want to do this well we always want to get everyone what we can, but at the same time, we do stop it where it would have a negative impact on the business. And what I loved is I'm going to steal one of your terms that you just used recently. This isn't an HR issue. 
this is a company culture issue. Mm-hmm. And sure. I am 100% stealing that from you because that is where you have caught me going off and reeled me in is it's really about company culture. So mm-hmm. if you you got to pick a company that you really believe in their culture, or you, you probably will have some of those battles because whatever's causing you to disagree with the culture is obviously something you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And then, but the big thing is you do have to pick and choose your battles on where you can make the biggest impact on the people and support the business. So it's all a balancing act, but that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I go out as a recruiter and I find you the best person I can for the job, but you give me a salary range. Otherwise I'd be going out and hiring $250,000 you know, executives for every role. And we'd have this incredible think tank that would reinvent whatever we do, but we wouldn't turn a profit ever. Mm -hmm. So, so I have talked way more than my fair share on this one. What, what else do you think about this, Hannah? I feel like you've covered it. (laughs) I mean, here's the way I look at it. At the end of the day, you know, I think HR is one of those roles or one of those careers where I think a lot of people who aren't in it don't understand it. So, you know, I'm going to kind of break this down a little bit. I have gone through, I've been in many roles. I've gone through experiences where people, they don't understand the role of HR. And I've even been asked, well, what do you do? And, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of, well, it's hard to explain. There's a lot that I do. But I, I know that especially when I worked for a larger organization, people were confused about the HR role and I, somebody would call and file a complaint with me and they would say, well, you're, you know, you're supposed to be my advocate. You're supposed to be on my side. And, and then that would be a conversation of I'm not taking sides. I'm not taking the company side. I'm not taking the employee side. My job is to understand what happens. My job is to understand the business. So I think it's one of those things where, I don't know if a lot of people truly know the full encompassing picture of what human resources is today. And I think that's where some confusion comes in. And even I would say somebody who is maybe been in HR for a long time, been in HR only in certain areas, I think that there might be some confusion as to uh, what, you know, what the role has become. Because I, I really feel like if you Google, you know, HR today, HR in 2020, HR in 2030, you're going to see things that you are going to be new. So I just, my, my advice to everyone is, you know, take, I guess, take opinions with a grain of salt and do your own research and understand your own value and what you bring to human resources. I like it. I like it a lot. And all I'm going to do is that I'm going to recommend that the talent strategy group next time around ask for a title and decide which titles they're going to quote in this report and make sure or it break is it down, break it down or break by, it down. Yeah. yeah. You know, people in I this know, phase of their career believe this. Then when I'm going to download this- the report though. Cause like I can't, we're, I feel like we're doing a little bit of speculating, which isn't, is a little unfair, but I, you know, I'd like to see the report, but yeah, I think that's a good advice is to take into consideration the level that somebody's at the industry that they're in their type. Yeah. Their title. Absolutely. Cause somebody might be in a more strategic role than somebody else. Absolutely. And just make sure you're talking to people that do more than, 
you know, promote Hawaiian shirt day on Friday and bring (laughs) donuts to the meetings on Mm -hmm. Tuesday. That's all I'm saying. Hannah Hampton, thank you for letting me go on a little bit more of a rant than usual today. And uh, have an awesome day. You too. I'll talk to you later.